An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth sounds rather primitive, if not barbaric, doesn't it? I mean, you may wonder how Moses could have taught that, how that could be in the Bible. Is this not just one more thing that Christians have to blush about? You call that book holy? Yet, in the same book, the Bible, he had to say, don't profane your daughter by making her a harlot. Now, you only have to say that if it's being done, right? You only say, quit hitting your brother if there's a problem with hitting. It's easy to forget the civilizing effect Judaism and Christianity have had on the world, being so far removed as we are from antiquity and so inclined to rewrite history often instead of teach it. In Leviticus, we read, He who kills a man shall be put to death. He who kills a beast shall make it good, life for life. When a man causes disfigurement in his neighbor, as he has done it, shall be done to him. Fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. You shall have one law for the sojourner and for the native. Now, don't we hear the beginnings of equality under the law? in that? Just because someone is powerful or wealthy or from a particular family or nation doesn't mean they should receive special treatment. The eye, the tooth, the well-being, the dignity of each human being is equal. At one level, that's what's being said here. Yet from our own experience, don't we know the limitations and liabilities of strict justice of balancing the scales, of getting even? Does that not begin to build resentment and animosity, which end up gripping our own hearts and embittering them? Isn't it often the case that the original evil is actually compounded, made worse in this way? What Jesus holds up in our gospel is ultimately a portrait of himself crucified overcoming evil with a love that opens the door for God to act as he did by raising Jesus from the dead. Pope Benedict XVI wrote that those who do not harden their hearts to the pain and need of others, who do not give evil entry to their souls, but suffer under its power, acknowledge the truth of God. They are the ones who open the windows of the world to let the light in. In our readings, there's an intriguing interplay of words. Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy, in our first reading. Then in our second, do you not know that you are the temple of God? The temple of God, which you are, is holy. And finally, Jesus, be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. You are holy, but also Be holy, be perfect. Human dignity is a fact. You are holy, but it's also a mission, a task to achieve. Be holy, be perfect as God is, not according to your own criteria. That results in the profaning of children and the endless recriminations in our society, celebrities, and politics. Maybe you know Peggy Noonan, She's a Catholic journalist in this weekend's edition of the Wall Street Journal. She reflected on last year's Academy Awards, 
Maybe you remember that. You know, when the host, Chris Rock, made a joke about Will Smith's wife and Will Smith walked up and slapped him, right, on live TV. She said, you know, it was a big moment. The head of the academy said its response had been inadequate. It was. And then she said this. Here's how to turn that moment into something helpful. It doesn't involve image rehab. It involves constructive honesty. So she's saying, this year, I think Will Smith should come back to the Academy Awards and should say this. It's painful in life when you embarrass yourself. It's horrifying when you do it in front of tens of millions of people. Last year, I did something bad to a guy who was just doing his job, and I'm here to acknowledge it from the same stage. To admit that in attempting to humiliate him, I humiliated myself. I showed a number of things, including sheer bad judgment. I volunteered to be here tonight. I wasn't asked. I formally apologized to Chris, who did nothing to deserve my actions, and to all of you. As a public figure, I delivered exactly the wrong message and put forward exactly the wrong example. What we do in public matters, especially for the young. If we smoke, they'll think it's cool to smoke. If we use bullets and guns, they'll be inspired to go in that direction. We all know this. I knew it in the abstract. I forgot it unforgettably in the particular. And I'm sorry. I paid a high price the past year on opportunities and relationships. I can't say this was unjust. I will never speak of it again. Chris is free to, but I've said my piece. I'm going to continue to work on myself. And I ask you, as I close, not to applaud if you're going to. After all the fewer, let's end it quietly and with thought. Thank you. I thought that was very good. Humiliation, attempting to humiliate someone else, only compounds the problem. Good advice in a national newspaper. It's Catholic and countercultural. But let me ask you, where do we see a frank admission of guilt and a request for forgiveness nowadays? Where do we see gracious acceptance? For forgiveness, the nearest we come is, I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry that you felt offended. Not, I was wrong, but I'm sorry for the way you're feeling. Where is the cycle of aggrievement and blame transcended by love and mercy? Without God, without God becoming a human being in Jesus Christ as the criterion for human existence, society, and culture, mankind seems not to evolve, but to devolve back into the barbaric, the inhumane. Resist evil with the love of Christ. Let the Father's light shine on the bad and the good alike.